When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everybody. Just wanted to give you a heads up before you listen to our interview with the one and only Zach Ward of Christmas Story, Almost Famous, Transformers, Resident Evil fame. He's quite the character. This was an hour-long interview chocked full of amazing stories on his life and much, much more. But at times it gets a little blue, if you know what I mean, and a little uh, a little raunchy maybe for the, uh, the younger audience out there if you're listening. So just wanted to let you know, uh, in case you're sensitive to that, just be aware that from the get-go, from the moment we start, it's non-stop silliness, uh, insightfulness, and raunch. <laughs> so sit back, relax, and enjoy Zach Ward. I have a great gay porn story, actually. I think we all do. Do you? Uh, maybe we you could do a, a three-way. You have a better gay porn story. <laughs> so here's... Uh, I was... Mm. My life was going crappy. I got divorced, and my ex-wife took fucking everything and just broke my shit. Like, 30 years of being in the industry and saving up your money and being smart and not being a fucktard went right down the fucking toilet. Mm. So prenup like a motherfucker uh, is what I warn people. Oh, yeah. 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 So I'm looking for work. And uh, so she broke you, like, literally, like, like emotionally. Oh, okay. Yeah, Yeah. she fucked my best friend. Oh, so no. it was great because it was like no. not only was it, yeah, I mean, ch- cheating on me, but then also fucking my best friend and then told me while I was shooting a movie. And literally, like, I'm on the phone. I'm on the phone in, in uh, where was I? North Carolina. I was in North Chapel Hill, North Carolina. And uh, I pick up the phone and say, hey, Zach, the phone's for you. And I'm like, hello. And it's my wife at the time. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, and I'm not going to say her name. Um, but she knows who she is. Um, and so she tells me, uh, I slept with X guy. I was like, what? You guys were. She just led with that. Yeah, that was basically, she, yeah. didn't, she didn't bury the lead. She just, she just fucking jumped, jumped in. in. Wow. I mean, there was a, bit, a yeah. little bit of stumbling, like, what's going on? Yeah. Yeah. I got it, honey, I got to go. Yeah. I've yeah. got the rest of the cast standing around me. Oh, no. Yeah, dude. She's like, well, I, I, I slept with X. Oh, my God. I was like, because you, you guys were oh, tired? My God. Like, no, I, had, I slept with him. Uh-huh. No, I had sex with him. Okay. And I'm in a room Fuck. with like eight other people going, hey, we got to go. Yeah. <laughs> so right. I'm like. Hey, say you love your wife. Right. So I'm like, uh-huh. And she's like, 
say something, I'm like, well, sweetheart, I'm surrounded by the rest of my cast in the moment, so I yeah. really can't yeah. kind of do that. Um, but given the opportunity, I'd love to talk to you about this. Is more <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, my God. Like, Hi. I, how, how Canadian can you fucking get? Right. Right? Yeah, right. yeah, totally. And she, uh, so we got divorced. Mm. Anyways. Wow. Uh, yeah. Wow, wow, wow. Dude, so uh, I'm say sorry. Oh, that's painful. Yeah, oh, that and, is... and, and, and I don't know how what age the people are who listen to your podcast. They're our age. Okay, yeah. so so no one listens to your podcast. <laughs> so um, we have quite a few followers. We have like family at least likes six it. That we yeah. know of yeah. that um, we can name. It given the opportunity to uh, like that's what I love about marriage is that no one sets you up for a proper contract, even yeah. though it's the one contract in yeah. the world that can destroy everything you have. Right. And everybody wants to be lovey dovey about that bullshit and and not talk about the legitimacy right. of it. Yeah. It would be the equivalent equivalent of getting an acting job and being excited about it and not doing the paperwork. And right. But worse. Right. right. So cut to I'm broke as shit. Oh, man. Uh struggling to keep the heat on. And uh, I'm <laughs> no furniture in the house because uh, she took the two other houses and all the money. And I need and a posters. job. Yeah, and the posters. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I had these beautiful, beautiful collection of, of uh, movie posters. I actually had the original oh, door panel uh, poster of Mad Max, the original why, Mad why Max. Did, why did she get that? Because she's a sneaky bitch. Oh, That's why. God. She wasn't supposed to, and she just took them. Like, cause that's the problem. What? Is like when you try oh. to do the nice thing and step away from a process. I'm like, you know what? Yeah. I'm gonna give you right. some time. Right. I wanna, I wanna make it. I wanna make it right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you took yeah. all my shit. Like, <laughs> now go yeah. ahead and get it back because uh, possession is nine tenths. Anyways, so I end up looking for a bartending job, and I'm thinking, you know, I'm an experienced bartender, and uh, like most actors, uh, I studied up on my drinks, and I was like, well, where am I gonna go to get a, a, a job? How about a gay bar? That should work mm. out well for me. Yeah, you're a good-looking guy. Uh, I was, yeah. I was hot pretty. Tips. I was br uh, hot back then. You know, I was a good-looking boy. Still are hot. Well, let's not get crazy. <laughs> um, so I go to a place called The Bullet, and it's on Meg. Yeah, it starts off good. It the gets names better. Are so great. Right. And so I go. Yeah, it might have been the manhole or something, right? So I go to the bullet. I, I, I have no fear of gay people. They don't yeah, bother me or yeah, intimidate me. I'm like, good. I have lots right. of gay friends. Right. I grew up in the acting environment. Yeah. yeah. So I go to the bullet, having obviously never been there before on my own. So I grow, I, I'm like, all right, how am I going to get this job? So I'm driving a motorcycle because all my cars are taken. Mm. And yeah, that was fun. In the fucking rain with, like, with, a, with a, yeah. a bad rotator cuff. I literally had to open my oven to heat up my arm so I could take it out of my jacket because oh it seized God. up. And oh. I didn't, yeah. So good times. So I'm dressed <laughs> in full leathers, right? Leather pants, leather jacket, boots, tight top. I'm yeah. feeling gay fabulous, yep. but straight, right? Yep. So I'm like, this should work out great. Uh, gay dudes think I could be attractive. Awesome. I go to the bullet. First, A, it's called the bullet. Yeah. Uh, you got to figure out what the fuck that means. <laughs> then the door, there's a doorway. The, there's no door. That, the door is open, but behind the door is a curtain to walk in, and the curtain is made of leather. Ooh. I've never had... <laughs> A more visceral, like, like ooky moment where I I tried to push my way through without touching it. it. <laughs> it's so gross. It like, is that lube? Oh. Oh. So I go in there and dude, it is a full up leather bar. The guy be oh my oh yeah, it is like 
everything looks like Al Pacino cruising in there. Yeah. Which is yeah. Brutal. Yeah. yeah. The guy behind. <laughs> so I go up to the bar and the, uh, the bartender's like this big hairy dude with a vest on and nothing else. And like, I think a jock strap, maybe a G string. Yeah, of course. And a, yeah, just and ginormous. Eh? So I'm like, Hello, good sir. <laughs> like, like, Hi, friend. Yeah. Can we talk? Yeah, I'm so Canadian and, and yeah, like yeah. trying to be friendly. I've got no personality. Yeah. Uh, you know, That's you're... evident. That's yeah. clear. Yeah, 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 yes. yeah. Hello. Yes. Hello, sir. I would like to have a soda water. Thank you. He's like, all right, whatever. Turns around and he's going to get me my soda water. So I'm waiting yeah. and briefly, and I turn to my left, and at the end of the bar is a cathode ray tube television, because this is back in the day. Okay. I thought and you on it are um, two men having, uh, one is uh, filleting the other gentleman, mm. and they're a very hairy gentleman, uh-huh. and there's a lot of mustaches involved. Ooh. Very 70s-esque. Re- requirement. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I look at that. I'm like, okay. Now, <clears throat> I don't care to watch that. Got to be <laughs> honest. So I'm turning, but at the same time, trying not to freak out. Right. Because yeah. I'm looking at things that I don't want to. Oh, dear God. Yeah. Right. I'm trying not to be like, <laughs> uh, whoa, what the yeah. fuck? <laughs> Try not to be that guy. And I turn to my right, and there's another television. Oh, no. And this one <laughs> is the next step. It, it, there's anal intercourse happening. The next, and the, yeah, it's right there. And I'm, I am like second base. I am, and it, right, yeah, yeah. High five for him, yeah. right? And yeah. I am turning back, and my eyes, and my slanty little eyes are as big as they get. <laughs> and I'm like trying to be cool, and all I can think of is like, I really need the money. That's oh, all man. I can think of. I'm like, ah. And the guy comes up, and he puts his soda water down in front of me. I'm like. Thank you for the soda water. I have a question. (laughs) Perhaps are you looking for any new bartenders? Do you need someone to work here? Um, I would gladly fill out a form. (laughs) Yeah, can I fill something Literally, yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Uh, So literally, I should go back in time and slap myself and call me a nerd. And the guy, he's huge. He looks at me. He's like, look here, sweetheart. Let me tell you something. I know what you're trying to do. Cute little straight boy. You think you're gonna get really good tips? That's not what this customers are about. Oh, this is a leather bar. This is some serious shit. Oh so, god, you're in the wrong place, looking for the wrong yeah. job. Drink up your soda water. It's on me. I was like, okay, thank you very much. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> shit. That's amazing. Yeah, and yeah. You, you, and you put your tail between your legs. Oh, like, my <laughs> tail was gone. Yeah. yeah. Oh my yeah. god. But now, so what's funny is years later, like literally a year and a half ago. So that thing happened. Fuck me, like 2002, 2000, yeah, 2003, yeah, 2006, around there. And now recently, like about a year and a half ago, I'm with a buddy of mine. And we went to go see the movie uh, Kong Skull Island or whatever it was. Yeah. It was fucking horrible. And uh, and he is, he is so fantastically gay. He's like Nathan Lane. He's just wonderful. And he's like, Zach. And that's how he talks. He speak, he's I, I, I mean, I know it's like that. Yeah. <laughs> it is Nathan hey, you Lane. are you are like that. You are the hairspray to my pompadour. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm not kidding. He actually said that. That's my phone. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I love that. You're classy like silverware. <laughs> not shitting you. That oh, wow. came out of his fucking awesome. mouth. It's awesome. So we finished the movie, which is not good. And then we're having a drink. He's like, damn it. I want to go somewhere gay. I'm gay. We always do your straight boy shit. I want to go somewhere gay. I was like, 
<laughs> all right, uh, yeah. where do you want to go? <laughs> we look for places, nothing available. I'm like, what about the bullet? Oh, no. Uh, so here's where it's no. So good. So we go to the bullet, and as we're driving over, there's a big, uh, there's a gentleman wearing full regalia as like a, a drag queen on the corner at the 7 Eleven. And he's like, Oh, I forgot. It's International Leather Day. Oh, I'm like, oh my God. Did you forget? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I didn't get the fucking notice. Yeah. And we go in. Didn't see and it on Facebook. We, we go into the place, and there's a fucking serious party going on. People are dancing over. I've never seen a one-sided G-string before. Have you seen that? I have not. On a dude? So what it is, it's, seriously, I'm not shitting you. He was, yeah, so yeah. there's guys up there dancing with yeah. their, like, their wangs nearly out. And like none of that intimidates me. Yeah, whatever. It's just wang. Yeah, yeah. it's and just like, wang. It's just wang. Unless this guy carries a knife or a gun. And, like I don't yeah, know if I mean, wangs have hands, but as far as I know, they don't. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, there's like a single thong and it goes over, it wraps around, it goes up like butt floss and then comes around and goes over like the Like an wang. Andre the Giant kind of thing? Like a one-arm no, singlet? It's, it's, yeah, it's weird. <laughs> yeah. So so we go in, we're having a drink. He's he's walking around and being uh, interested in other people. Like, hi, how are you? And that's great. Of course, yeah. He's doing so I'm thing. in the back having a cigarette. Not a soda water? No, I'm filling out an I'm application. Not, I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do y'all remember me? <laughs> I'm back. Yeah, exactly. Hello. Didn't and work the, out the first time, but the I'm... thing that I loved is like I'm standing in the back and you go through like do, 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 all this pounding music and very gay, homoerotic dancing, all the stuff. Uh, cool, whatever. Yeah. And I get to the back. Al Pacino cruising, like you it said. really fucking is. Yeah. And I get to the back because there's a patio where I'm having a cigarette. And there's all these people in leather gear, very intense. It looks expensive. And all I can hear is like, well, um, we've gone full vegan and we're doing our own victory garden in the back because we think it's really good, uh, important for Sylvia, since she's seven, to learn where things are grown. And, uh, and I'm dying, dude, because they're just having the most banal conversations. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like mom and – yeah. Like, yeah. It's like two dads doing, well, she, you know, we're really proud of her finger paints. And, and like yeah. – it was the most cutest thing I'd ever fucking heard in my life. It was like all that perception. Yeah, yeah. And then really, it's just a bunch of people talking like, so how are you doing? Yeah. With, with, a, with a thong yeah. on. Like yeah. it just cracked me the fuck up. Yeah, and That's you're amazing. having like this like normal kind of typical yeah. combo. And meanwhile, everyone's in the regalia. It just killed me. It's so funny. I feel like they're the seeds for a good TED Talk in that whole story. Somewhere. <laughs> this is like... good TED Talk. <laughs> Welcome to the so show, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, for the show. Oh, yeah, you, you told me you were going to do this. You know What's what that, that sound is, ladies and gentlemen? <laughs> that is the sound of... A zinger. A zinger. Oh, yeah. Welcome to $2 Late Fee. This Hostess is a nice zingers. Hostess with the mostess. Um, mm. It's Zach Schaefer and Dustin Rubin joining you on this fine day. Dustin, how are you? Oh, hello. Hello, Zach. <laughs> Um, we got a great guest with us. If you if you didn't recognize the voice, uh, and you've got a great voice, by the way. Oh, thanks. You really do. Um, you do. It's like a, like a, the smooth baritone through <laughs> through butter. I don't know, uh, but you're like the impressions uh, and uh, uh, the characters. Well, we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah. But uh, Zach Ward is joining us today, and actually, two words. Yes. Uh, say, uncle. Yeah. Uh, more words. Uh, cry. Baby, cry, baby, cry, cry. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, and uh, yellow eyes. Yellow so eyes. help me God, so yellow, yellow eyes. For yeah. all, yes. Which no one ever really thinks about because you go, that kid had fucking jaundice. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, for real. Like, really? For real. That kid had fucking jaundice. He needed some vitamin C, some social services. What was that child not doing in school? Not what is wrong with that kid? Right. He was dead of winter. Right? Yeah, fucked up. Was, was that what you were thinking about? That was my during deep, the movie. deep, deep research into my back character is I didn't eat vitamin C for like six months. No. When you were 12 at the time. I know, I yeah. scurvy, and then I... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> your character's a yeah. pirate. Yeah, <laughs> really. Scurvy. Your character's a pirate. Uh, so, yeah, so, so Scott Farkas. Yeah. I mean, that, it, we're really excited to have you here. Yeah, thank you for, thank um, you for being on the show. And sorry I didn't bring you donuts. Yeah, yeah. Zach was so pissed off You had to bring so your own fucking me. zingers. What the yeah. fuck? Like, I, I, the audience can't see this, but I have a cup of coffee in front of me that you you deigned yeah. to give me. Oh, I got those then, beans from then I have Then I have a Gatorade. Yes. And then I have a cold-pressed greens juice, cucumber, celery, spinach, lemon, kale, and parsley. I'm assuming this is going to go through me uh, very <laughs> like quickly. And just so well, the we'll world listen. knows my dietary. And we'll then I have Yeah, cold-pressed charcoal <laughs> lemonade. Does this? I mean, it's black. Am I going to What I it is is black? you're not going to pee no, black. That's no. going to act as a binder, and it'll bind... And mm. then, you know, and you won't poop black either, but. Damn it, no, you, only beets do that. Not yeah. black or red. Dude, right. have you guys ever done yeah. that when you forgot oh, yeah. that you, you forgot you oh, had beets? Yes. And then and you, you make a fucking pee. appointment for the doctor. Bro, I swear yeah. to God. Yeah. I was yeah. in Ohio. That Absolutely. happened to me. And literally, and you, get, you get dead serious. You walk in the bathroom like, oh, my God. I think there's a problem. Yeah. And my buddy <laughs> is like, what happened? You need to look at this. And now yeah. you're like two 12-year-old right. boys like. Look at my poop. Yeah. Right? And we're, right. we're seriously concerned. And then my wife, my wife goes, um, she's in L.A. I'm in Akron, Ohio. I'm calling her. I'm like, babe, I just want to let you know. I'm going to go in for a doctor's appointment. Yeah. <laughs> hey, because, of, yeah. because, because I had red pee and, yeah. in my poop. And she's like, <laughs> I'm just so dead serious. She's like, okay, um, did you eat beets? And then I pause. I'm like. I gotta get off the phone. Like, <laughs> yes, we've all been there. It could have been it's worse. You so could have been funny. like, you know, I made a number two with my duty, and like he's all baby talk or whatever. Right. Like, my number two is red, <laughs> and my pee pee is also. But yeah, no, it's a it's a weird moment, right? Where you're like, oh god, oh god. <laughs> why is it red? Why is it like? Why are there strings of 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 wispy red? Oh my god. Yeah. I will say no, it's very gratifying does. too because you're like, oh, I've just expunged this from my body. You know? If you remember yeah. it, if you yeah. remember, if you don't, there's right. abject terror. Yeah, yeah. You're like, is there? What's that Stephen it King is. movie where the the alien enters up your butt? It was not a very good uh, the Stephen King movie. Dreamcatcher. Dreamcatcher. Yeah, that was no. dumb. That was dumb. Yeah. But you know, that came to him in a dream. He was, uh, he Who was having cares? a drug he, He's dreams. like, I, I had this bad dream. I made only $20 billion off of <laughs> I know. Off a bad dream. Dude, it's, it's, I love his books because they're so good in the beginning. And then the end, he's, you can see him like, eh, space spider. Like, <laughs> and, and when they made it, they like had to take out the yeah, whole yeah, opening totally. where they're like, well, the universe was farted out of a giant tortoise, and you're like, okay, that what the fuck? Yeah. And yeah. then, and then to transition into manhood, we all had a gangbang, because that's in the fucking book. It is in the right. book. It right. is. It I is. think, and, yeah. and they took that yeah. part out. I wonder. I'm curious that the literary literary world hasn't really been affected by the whole mm. Me Too movement. If you think about it, like, what is it about? You know, you put something down on paper like that. 
That would be a little alarming. Because they're all isolated. They never see anybody else. That's, like, okay. the writers are just writing by themselves. That's true. I hope they are. And, uh, yeah, and writing these, uh, these Me Too things. <laughs> yeah, they you know. are these bizarre things. So let's get back to what you were asking. You are asking me about Farkas. Oh, yes. yeah. Yes. Well, I was just saying. <laughs> That's why you're on the show. <laughs> we've had a lot of, uh, you know. We've so I assume a- this is going to play around Christmas. No. Yes. Well, yes, this episode will. <laughs> no, no. Christmas. Yeah, yeah. March no, of gonna, 2020. Are we oh. going to pander for this specific? audience to leverage we off of your we huge don't, fame we don't pander uh no let's talk about whatever you want but i was gonna say that we've had some guests on you know and we'll say to people like you know who have you had like, oh you know you know you know turtle and they're like from entourage and we're like no, no no turtle from north shore like oh okay or you know like we got that guy <laughs> we got zamir from jim kata or uh sakir with you know Zem- either yeah. either way somebody's like i don't know the words that you're saying but there i don't think that there's Anybody who doesn't know Scott Farkas. Us in the alley. Scott Farkas staring out at us with his yellow eyes. He had yellow eyes, so help me God, yellow eyes. Crummy little toady, mean, rotten, his lips curled over his green teeth. Randy lay there like a slug. It was his only defense. You were either a bully, a toady, or one of the nameless rabble of victims. The, the Jews know Scott Farkas. The Jews, the Jews do not know Scott Farkas. You, you walked because around and, and said bro, to the Jews? Here's the thing is, why would the Jews watch a movie called A Christmas Story? all day long it airs the, uh, all yeah, the time. I, it's and, the only thing on. they're busy doing something else. Literally, no. I can be... I, um, for all the Jews I, out there who have never seen the film, I think you'll enjoy it. I d- and the Muslims out there. Yeah? Right? I, no, I think all the Muslims... I think everybody in the world has, has seen A Christmas Story. <laughs> And if they haven't, I mean, that's a, I think it's a problem. It's, it's a, a serious problem. problem it's yeah. a great movie, yeah. and, and the reason why it works is is it's um, it's basically uh, like Homer's the Iliad. It's the he has to go on this quest to prove his 
value in order to earn his father's respect, which is why it works pan-generationally, mm. why it works mm. uh, pan-culturally, uh, because people all want to have the respect of their parent, whether it's male or female. They want to feel like they've hit that moment where, where they matter. So if you're Jewish and Muslim and you've never seen a film called A Christmas Story because it's in direct conflict with your ideology and beliefs, I uh, respect that. Totally. And uh, I offer to you an opportunity to enjoy something and share a communal experience that is based more in human endeavor uh, and uh, a coming-of-age story similar to a bar mitzvah or bat mitzvah. Yeah. I don't know what they do in the Nation of Islam. Um, but you will relate to it. And uh, then you can also include yourself in the conversations at the Christmas party because that's what everybody else talks about. Yeah, right. that was such a thoughtful description. I know, I my appreciate gosh. It. <laughs> I mean, but I, but you, you, does that mean you've encountered Jews who are like, well, that's not in line with my religious beliefs, so I've, I've not I've, seen I've, a I've, Christmas story. I've seen, I've met many people who are like, we're in a room and people get excited about Christmas story and literally the guy goes, I'm a Jew, I don't watch that's that. That's insane. Wow. They're literally like, I, I'm, at a, I'm doing this thing on that time and I'm doing this thing, we don't do that. Because our, our whole tradition is not around the same scheduled calendar oh, dates. Oh, goodness. Mm-hmm. And I will say, too, I've encountered a lot of uh, teenagers that have no idea what Christmas Story is. Mm-hmm. And I go, okay, well, if you want a movie. Yeah, well, watch, that makes sense. That makes sense yeah. on that hand. And I guess it does. It totally makes sense. But I don't. Is it on YouTube? <laughs> yeah. Can I watch it on my little phone? Um, Most teens sound like that, by the way. Is it on YouTube? Yeah, they got to yeah. talk like yeah. this. Uh, they... I don't think there is. I don't think there really is another movie that has stood the test of time. From from it holds up. By the way, does not. You know, someone says, "Oh, Casablanca, you got to watch that." And it's such a great classic movie. And you go, "Yeah, but it doesn't really hold up nowadays." Right. You know what I'm saying? But right. but and it is in for context in its time. It was great. Christmas Story is universal. And again, I think we talked about this um, a while back. It's a period piece. Right. But it doesn't feel like a period piece in uh, the overall sense. Yeah. In this modern age, perfect. Too many people have lost sight of the true meaning of Christmas. Mom, hush! Shut up, Ralphie. So now, in the spirit of the original, I made it, you. Stop. Traditional American Christmas. Thanks a lot. MGM presents. A Christmas story. Santa's beard. And unwraps the secrets. Did I get a tie this year? Of the original, traditional 
He looks like a deranged Easter Bunny. 100% two-fisted, red-blooded. It's smiling happy. All-American Christmas. A Christmas Story. Yeah, there's something magic about it. Bob Clark and uh, Gene Shepard did amazing work. Yeah, and yeah. you you were not originally supposed to be Scott Farkas. I was the I was always playing the character of Scott Farkas, but originally Scott Farkas was the sidekick, oh, not got the bully. It, yes. And when I got the job, uh, so I, I did cattle calls, so 300 kids all the way down wow. to 10. Wow. Yeah, and then back in the day, because I'm I was I'm from Toronto, so I was shooting. I was auditioning in Toronto, and not with the director, just but with the casting director, and with a new technology called VHS. Oh, my. Yeah. Very I got this great stuff. thing. It's VHS. We're it's going to take dollars. off. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I did all these cattle calls, and literally my lines were like, get over here. Nah, you're Aunt Tilly. I mean, I had the sidekick lines. Yeah. And then I show up on set. I get the job. Yay. And... Um, yeah, take that, Ricky Schroeder. Oh, sorry. I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know if he was even considered. I think he's fine. <laughs> I think he owns yeah. like half of Montana now. Um, and I live in the fucking valley. So He's um, had some troubles, to be fair. Okay. He's had some troubles. <laughs> okay. we, we won't get into that, but yeah. <laughs> so I show up on set. I'm dressed up uh, in wardrobe, and I'm standing next to uh, Yano Anaya, who plays Grover Dill. And uh, Bob Clark is sitting down, and he looks up. And he sees that I'm like a foot taller than Yano Anaya. He goes, oh, oh, um, <laughs> okay. So you get his lines, he gets yours. Great, good, thanks. <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah. Filmmaking. Now, can you yeah. imagine like that happening to adults? Right. Hey, you would lose your fucking right. mind. Yeah. Right? And we were like, okay, thanks. Bye, <laughs> Mr. Clark. Like, right? Right. Wow. And also like uh, you'd, you'd go into contract renegotiations. Right. Yeah, totally. So what happened is, uh, Yano was getting paid like $25,000. I got paid five. Yano was the kid from the uh, uh, Van Halen video. Got it made, got it made, got it Hot made. Hot for teacher. Hot for teacher. Yeah, dude. You should pull that up and throw that on your uh, podcast. Oh, we will. Little long haired Yano Anaya looks fucking awesome. Oh, my God. He's also the kid from, um, I think it's Better Off Dead with John Cusack, who's like, I want my $2. Wait, he's Johnny? He's, he's no. the kid. He's the kid. Yeah. What? I want my $2. I want my $2. Better so, Off Dead is, is my favorite movie, and we've we've had Diane Franklin I mean, on the Franklin podcast. But oh, I, really? Yeah. With Nad. Didn't, okay. Didn't so he's a, he's a, he's a, he's, he's a paperboy Johnny. He's the paperboy. There you go. That's amazing. Um, so we do this. Like, so no contract renegotiations. No con, no issue with between the two of us. We're like, okay, great. Yay, you get lines. Yay, and we're back to having fun. And um, the thing that was weird is in this is 1983, 1982, and I've got we've got I'm shooting in Canada because that's where I live. So it's a it's a. Actra contract. Right. So you all have, we have SAG out here and we have Actra in Canada. Okay. Alliance of Canadian Television Radio Artists. There's an Actra contract and they're on their contracts, they have an addendum. They have a writer addressing their merchandising rights. Okay. But there's not one on mine. Hmm. Hmm. And because they thought my character was so small, it didn't matter. And you have representation at this point or are you just. I have representation, to... yeah. but they're. 
kind of fucking tools. Like, they oh. don't know. This is, you know, 1982 Toronto right. agency yeah. that my mom got me into. Uh, very nice. That's lovely. They don't know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah. Plus, I have no leverage. Right. My first movie ever. Right. What are you going to do? Like, no, I'm going to stay yeah. in my trailer. I would like the rights to the merchandising, <laughs> yeah. but really, yeah. But I got them. Yeah. You did? I do. Awesome, dude. I'm the only actor from the film to have them. No shit. How'd, wow. you, yeah. how'd, wow. you, how'd that happen? Uh, because they didn't have the rider on my contract. Oh. Because it was missing that extra piece. Because they didn't think I fucking mattered. Wow. Because be, I didn't have any fucking lines earlier. So like, eh, whatever. Yeah. Right? Uh, no one's going to hear There's about No this one's going to hear. Yeah, it whatever. wasn't standard boilerplate. Like, wow. when I produce a movie, the contract I give you, I own everything yeah. in perpetuity. You will make money off of it. Fuck yes. But it's standard contract, <laughs> yeah. boilerplate. Then they're like, eh, toys. What's that going on with that? Yeah, I no mean, one's going to want a right. figure. So, yeah, and they come back to, like, uh, now um, I have an action figure. And actually, I own all the remaining action figures of me in the world because I sued the company that did it without my approval. This oh, is fantastic. Was it, was it Spent two, yeah, NECA. Yeah. Fuck NECA. Joel Weinshanker. <laughs> Joel Weinshanker is the owner of NECA. He is renowned for screwing people over. With a name like Wine... Hey, I... Sh- Shanker? Yeah, Shanker. Because Shank, it sounds like he's going to shank somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Shanking you um, for the rights. And he whines about it, too. Right? No, he's... He, and he's a big dude. Like, he's a big, fat, slurpy guy. Like, his <laughs> hair's half all over. He just looks... He looks like a big homeless guy. And he is a... Uh, if you could put 10 pounds of shit in a five-pound bag, cover it with hair, that's... Joel Weinshanker. That's my personal opinion. I hope this is nobody ever says no, that about me. Because no. it's my personal opinion. Yeah. Yeah. But he per- he oh he God. fucked me so hard on purpose. And uh, I can't get in. He fucked me so hard on purpose because he thought he could get away with it. I spent two and a half years suing him. And I can't get into the deal, uh, the yeah. details of it. But I will say that what he fucking lost in legal fees was close to $3 million. Oh, my God. And wow. I, I am on the, this podcast right now telling him that I am dipping my balls on his forehead. <laughs> I'm giving him fucking camel goggles. You got to clip this. That's going to be good. So, uh, yeah, fuck you, Joel Weinshaker. And it was great because I went after him. And uh, at one point, my lawyer, because he owed me money, he refused to pay. And I was like... Why? Yeah. I didn't do anything wrong. I, yeah. And he had said, like, well, I didn't know how to get in touch with you. My email and all my contact information yeah. is on the fucking great, contract. Great uh, Plus, defense. I don't know if you guys have ever heard about Google. Yeah. If you Google it's me. It's a thing. In point zero zero four seventh of a second, you have all my agents, representatives, IMDb, yeah. Facebook. It, I, even before yeah. that was a thing, my MySpace was on there, right? <laughs> But but he had my email, my phone number, my address. So he refused to. He just stopped paying. So we go to the initial court, and this is true. So I think he owed me like nineteen grand or something, right? So he agreed. Wow. It's it's a basic meeting with a mediator and the lawyer, uh, my lawyer, Randall Newman, great guy. Uh, so the guy says, like, you know, the mediator says, yeah, you owe him $19,740, whatever it is. And Randall comes to me and says, do you, do, you, do you want to accept this? And I was like, here's my problem. I did nothing wrong. Yeah. I signed a contract. And then he just fucked me for years. Fucked me on this. Right. Now, so he owes me 19000 whatever. 
but there's no punitive damage attached to that. So I understand that in the United States of America and civilized society, there's a contract, there's a rule of law. Contracts have been uh, operating since the Sumerian times. Those are the first motherfuckers to make contracts. So obviously they should be legit. Now I know mine wasn't on a stone tablet like the Sumerians, but fuck off, right? Yeah. So he's gonna, I'm gonna get paid the money that he owes me. There's no interest on it. And I need to pay my lawyer on contingency right. a third. Right. And then I gotta pay fucking yeah. tax on this. Right. Yeah. right. And I was like, that seems so fucked up, bro. Yeah, it does. And, uh, <clears throat> I was like, you know, here's the problem. Like, I'm gonna walk away with like, say, ten grand. I was like, look, everybody can use ten grand. Ten grand is great. Yeah, yeah. But ten grand is gonna come, and ten you grand know. is gonna go. Yep. But the yep. taste of dick in my mouth <laughs> is gonna last for fucking ever. Yeah. I don't like that taste of dick A in German my mouth. Too. And Randall looked at me. He goes, Yeah. And he's an asshole. Let's go yeah. get him. Yeah. Nice. So we did. Nice. So we did. Yeah. And they, yeah, they were cost him close to $3 million to fight it. Where, he, let's be honest, he could have been a mensch. <clears throat> yeah. He could have turned yeah. around and been like, oh my God, I'm so fucking yeah. sorry. Yeah. Yep. Which he should have. Oh yeah. my God, yep. I'm so fucking done. sorry. Let's make this right. Yeah. Yeah, let's That's talk crazy. About, yeah. Talk about integrity. Hey, let me take care yeah. of that. Yeah. You know, uh, and plus, what's whatever your lawyer's gonna cost? So I, I owed you yeah. nineteen grand. Let me make sure that you get twenty grand. Yeah. Let me take yeah. it. And here's another five or seven yep. or ten for your lawyer. Yep. Bye. Yeah, because yeah, when those came out, <laughs> I remember when those came out. It was yep. huge. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. It was like yeah. It was like the second coming of Christ in a way because it, the nostalgic kids that that grew up on it was, was it? finally. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm what well, from my perspective. What because I, right. I was a big toy collector guy. Okay. Still kind of am, right. and I remember coming out like Comic-Con and all those places and, you know, oh, the big previews of upcoming toys, yeah. you know, and seeing that, I'm like, holy shit, this is going to be, this is so cool. It's Everyone cool. wants the leg lamp and all the figures the adults do. Yeah. And and he could have. He could have, dude. Think about the money. Wow. He would have saved basically $2,900,000. Yep. $970,000 if he had written a chick and two and a half years of going through court because yep. I, I fucking spanked oh his God. ass. Spanked his ass and almost got the, the Christmas story license pulled wow. from him from Warner Brothers. Wow. Motherfuck. Just to have a little bit of integrity. Bro. Like, you know what? Just to, yeah. just to tell a little ginger actor boy to fuck off. Here's 20 grand. Yeah. Eat a dick. Here's 10 for your lawyer. Bye-bye. Yeah. yeah. Right. 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 Come on. Right. Yeah, but I'm, I'm glad you got out of that. Like you, you've you've been through a lot of ups and downs. Yeah, I have an interesting life. Yeah, it's challenging. Well, <laughs> just for a little bit of context, you know, we met a little while back, and and after talking to you for like ten minutes, I'm like, this this is not just about your film career. This is about you as a person, and that's why we like having people on our show who who bring something. Yeah, we would love to talk about your resume and, and that's wonderful, but also you as a human being and how you've overcome some serious adversity in your life specifically. Mm. I'm not, to, everyone has their own story to tell. That's kind of the beauty of our podcast. We want, that's an important story for people to hear because here you are with us. You look good, sound like things are good. You know, I'm a little hungover. Let's well, be yeah, I mean that was obvious when you first walked in. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I took a shower. <laughs> Fuck you. 
the charcoal juice. You haven't opened the charcoal juice. That'll that'll bind with the. It was the beets with the booze. in the toilets because you forgot the flush. Yeah. Honey, uh, my pee's. I got blood in my pee. <laughs> but here you are, you know, 2019, yeah, and goddamn, you you know you've been acting since you were 12. Since I was 10. Since you were 10. Yeah. And you snap. snap. He made you say, "What's well, wrong?" Thing, I'm literally 50 years old, and I've been acting for 40 fucking years. Wow, that's so, outstanding. Yeah, yeah, it's not bad. Not many people can say that. Really, yeah. Oh. And not many people want to. <laughs> well, yeah. And then as a kid, you moved around <clears throat> a lot too. Yeah, yeah. Right. And mm-hmm. we're not just talking. I was. I moved around a lot as a kid in this neighbor in the cities that uh, are, that kind of were around in the same area. So I <laughs> moved like 10 times as a kid. Mm. From one house to another, and that sucked. But you stayed to the same schools. Yeah, yeah, tried to. We did the whole thing where my parents would like get a, a phone bill from our friend's house that was in the district to pretend like we wow. lived there, and the whole deal because my mom wanted to keep me in the school with my oh, friends. Oh, that's great. And, yeah, which is great. And my mom, you know, fully supported trying to make me as happy as possible. But yeah, living in a place for six months, and then suddenly your mom's saying, "Oh, we're gonna move tomorrow," and there's a big dumpster, and you're throwing out half your toy collection. You're like, "Wait, what? Uh, what? But my Thundercats are oh, you don't play with those anymore." I'm like, "Oh, so there's that story." And and that sucks in its own way. But the fact that you moved around, you were just moved city to city. You were all over the world. Yeah. Right. Well, no, we were in we were in North America. We lived in uh, the Yukon, all over Canada, New York City, uh, Long Island. And was it because, was there any specific reason for all the moving? Um, mom was, mom's an actress, so she traveled quite a bit for work, and so I traveled with her. Um, and she was also often out of work, so looking for other opportunities. Yeah. And then um, going where the next better deal was financially for rent, like I... I did the math and I figured out that when I moved out of the house, I moved away from living with my my mother and my older brother. When I was eighteen, I had lived in twenty one locations. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, yeah. wow. Uh, and I went to eight different schools before junior high. Okay. So I was a new kid. That's rough. Name Zach, which was a name that nobody had back then. Yeah, likewise. And uh, yeah, you know that. And then um, no dad. Mm-hmm. And didn't play hockey, big deal in Canada. Yeah, for, for and sure. then uh, had a miniature poodle named Tinkerbell. <laughs> you know, if I put that in a script, they'd be like, "That seems a bit much." Yeah, <laughs> it, seems, it seems a little on the nose, isn't it? Yeah. So, and then my fucking little dog uh, would steal the puck when they were playing. Oh my When God. they were playing ice hockey, or, or they would steal the ball, and I have to go, Tinkerbell, Tinkerbell, come on, girl. <laughs> And I might as well just go like, please kick the shit yeah. out of me. That target please. was getting bigger and bigger. Yeah, and bigger. it's like yeah. Bruce Willis in the second uh, Lethal Weapon movie where he's wearing this wearing the sign and oh in, in Harlem, Brooklyn, in Harlem. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 The, I hate everybody <laughs> no. that yeah. did not say yeah. that. Yeah, and, oh, yeah. said oh, the N word. Right. So that, basically, yeah. I was just like this. I was just this shit magnet everywhere I fucking Jesus. went. And then, and then being a kid, and I, you know, we because our podcast focuses in on the '80s and the nostalgia of the '80s. Mm. The '80s were there was a flip side, you know, where people go, "Oh, the '80s is such a great time period." It was actually a really brutal time period for kids. Mm-hmm. A lot of bullying mm-hmm. that you know we talk about bullying nowadays, with goes on with kids, but there was some serious like. Yeah, you just got your ass handed yeah. to you. Yeah, and you yeah. just did, and you had to take it. But see, the great thing is when I became the bully in a Christmas story. And the role switched. Mm-hmm. 
you do his lines, you get his lines, he gets yours. For me, I was imitating the guys who I got into fights with. Wow. Uh-huh. So it was like a payback. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I got to mock and belittle them. And the weird thing is when you go to eight different schools and you're the new kid all the time, you hear the same fucking jokes over and over. Yep. You hear the same jibes. You hear the same insults. You see the same people because they're they're a different person, but they're the same motherfucker. Right. Yeah, it is the right. same. They're the same yeah. D-bag. Yep. And yep. You, you start being able to scope out the environment Comedy became a social lubricant for me. Yeah, uh, I realized this kind of superpower I could get by making people laugh. How I could control a situation. Yeah. Literally, like, because do you remember as a kid if someone calls you like whatever fatty? Yeah, and you're like, <laughs> yeah. Woo, woo, woo. Yeah. and then you're walking home like, she call me fatty. He he's a fatty. What what I should have said is you're the one who's fat. Like, and you're having that moment where you're trying to come up with your witty repartee and your brain is basically working on a binary system where it has like it is like food or poop, but it can't do both at the same time. And you're 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 the fat one, right? So I did that many times over and over and over. Yeah. So when finally some kid was like, What's up, carrot top? My yeah. rebuttal was, uh, carrot tops are green, or can't your mom afford vegetables? Oh! oh snare! Yeah, that's good. <laughs> and everybody's like, yeah. oh, damn. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I stole his thunder. Right. And now, because I had seen bullies come at me so many times. Right. You was ready. I was yeah. ready because yeah. I'd done the, you, oh, you're a carrot top, you face carrot. Yeah. You know, like, I'd done that a bunch of times. <laughs> so I had material that's so ready. true. <laughs> right? Oh, that's outstanding. Yeah. I, unfortunately, I can't I can't even say his name anymore, yeah. I guess, but uh, Bill Cosby used to have, you know, he used to do, like, these kids' books that would empower kids. Dude, I fucking love Bill Cosby. I listened to it. Like, Me like, too. Look. Me too. Regard, okay, fuck all that, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He may be a rapey bastard, <laughs> and that's in his personal life. Yeah. But before we knew about that. Yes, yes. I know what you're saying. Then that art form that he created yeah. at the time and how it impacted his life is not tainted by the rapiness that was occurring that yeah. we had no, we are not yeah. responsible for. Totally. The moments when we sat down and listened to a Bill Cosby record yeah. on vinyl yes. and laughed our fucking asses off, yes. crying it was so good. The pacing, the timing, the references, the, the comedy. I mean, fuck it. No, that was a great moment. Yeah. And I understand that now... He's a cunt. Like, it, totally. <laughs> yeah, yes. I totally get that. Yeah. I totally do. But yeah. that does not step back no. into my right. childhood totally and agree. make that moment bad. Yeah, I totally Fuck agree. Fuck that yeah. socially, politically correct bull crap. So that being said, that being said, he did, he used to write these books that would empower kids. Like, right. Um, in the late 80s. And one of them was called, like, The Numbers, Running the Numbers or something. Mm. And it was like a term. I think that's what it was. I don't think it was Running the Numbers because that's basically when you're selling drugs. You're selling. Oh, yeah, maybe not. Yeah, okay. no. Well, it was. I forget what the term was. My bitch was. on the corner. No, yeah. I don't think that was it. <laughs> right, but it was. It's, it running was about the numbers. Giving back, the, giving back to the bullies who would threat, say shit uh, like yeah, that yeah. to you. You know, throwing it back in their face and trying to, and, and staying sharp and on your toes. And, um. I just love that. I love that there was a guy looking out and he would write right. these, you know, things. And just because you have bad self-esteem doesn't mean that it will affect me. <laughs> Your mom. Dude, dude I remember when I was a kid, I had, I had a bully, one, another bully at school. And, and my, my mom, there was some dude on the street. I can't remember his name. And he was a good looking guy. And I think my mom wanted to sleep with him or whatever because she was single. And 
but I hung out with him because he was a cool guy, a cool dog, and a nice car. And he was just like a nice guy. He was like yeah, a single yeah. guy who like was nice to a random boy, which yeah. was me. And I remember one time my mom and he are having a glass of wine or whatever. And he's like, well, if you have a bully, Zach, maybe what you ought to do is surprise him with kindness. I was like, what? Mm-hmm. Like, you should give him a chocolate bar and be his friend. I was like, mm-hmm. fuck you. Are you fucking high? Yeah. Fuck you. You just want to get in my mom's pants. Yeah. I, didn't, I didn't really figure that out until later. Yeah. yeah. Now, yeah. instead of that, I just punched him in the throat. And that worked out way fucking better. Punch in the throat works fantastic. I mean, they're going to want a chocolate bar every day. Yeah, you yeah, give them right? a chocolate bar. Yeah, I fuck would think. that. And I always at a at an age. I remember like you could buy people's friendships. Someone's like, if you give me chocolates, I'll be a friend. I remember yeah, the girls yeah, yeah. would do that. Yeah. Give me chocolates, I'll be a friend. I'm like, you can fuck right off. Yeah. Now I had a foul mouth at the age of seven because I was surrounded yeah. by adults all the right. time yeah, in the industry. Totally. So I was, you know, fuck you when <laughs> in grade two. Fuck like, you. What? And I remember this girl, this girl, I uh, was being a just just a pissy little bitch, and uh, she was getting up my shit. She was like, "I'll be your friend if you buy me chocolates." I'm like, "I'm not buying you. I don't need to buy stuff. Get away from me!" Yeah. And she kicked me in the dick. Oh, not good. So I kicked her right back in her dick. Yeah. She didn't have a dick. Okay. And I about broke my fucking foot. But I lifted her off the ground. Wow. (laughs) And then when the teacher was like, how can you do that? I'm like, she did it first. Yeah. Yeah. I've always been equal. I believe it. I wouldn't say I'm a feminist, but I believe in equality. Yeah. I totally believe in equality. You kick my dick, I will kick your lack of dick. I'm telling you, TED Talk, man. This is like, (laughs) this again. Equality. Yeah. Yeah. I think these are the things people forget about. That, like, our generation now is, uh, is making entertainment right mm-hmm. like stranger things is is blowing up and and people like people talk about oh my gosh this is the best time well this is the shit we're talking about right now this was the reality mm-hmm. like my mom was the same way single mom for a very long time and you know they're looking for mr good bar kind of thing yeah and, well that's he's a serial killer in that fucking but that movie. i that's, that's scenario. just a weird yeah. reference no yeah. no my but she's well, looking. I, i've used it because i mean i could tell you some stories off the air uh she's you know ri- escaped some scary scary scenarios being okay. a single Mom, yeah, and uh, and and I feel like that movie. If you haven't seen it, you should check it out. It's very dark. It's uh, very dark. It's very dark, but it's very relevant for like a you know that kind of typical. I'm looking for Mr. Right. Right, know? right, right. And right. Um, and before the days of swiping left and right, but dude, you know this this whole thing of like the the bully factor was you got in fights all the time, all the fucking time, literally. So when you look at a Christmas story, those yeah. braces are mine. Oh, really? Okay, I, I was saved up the money and got my own braces because my teeth were fucking jacked. My front two teeth stuck out like Bugs Bunny, bro. They, they went wow. almost completely out. Like if I ate a carrot straight in because of the way the teeth came down straight out, oh. I it would all end up on my lap. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was just ridiculous. <clears throat> so I wore I had braces for like two and a half, three years. And I was still getting into fights. And when someone punches you in the face with mm, braces on, mm, yeah. uh, it just fucking eviscerates your lips. Yeah. Yeah. So I would Oof. I would go because I, I at some points I walked with I would live within walking distance of the school. And uh, I would I would get in an argument with someone, fuck you, no fuck you, fuck you. I'll <laughs> see you after school. Yeah, yeah. I'll see you I after school. I'll fucking see yeah. you on the schoolyard. Yeah. I'll go, see you at three fifteen. No, three twenty five. <laughs> What? I've got, I've got I have to go home and drop off my shit, but I'll be there, you yeah. fucking pussy. 
That happened. Yeah. So I went home, and it's true. I found a pickle, and I carved a wedge in the pickle to cut it out so I could stick it in my mouth as a mouth guard so it wouldn't fuck up my teeth. A pickle. And then I went back and was like, all right, motherfucker, let's do this. And I'm wedging in this pickle. And the look of confusion that on their face was like. Amazing. Well, yeah, homemade mouth guard. <laughs> because I paid for those braces. Yeah, yeah. And when I got punched in yeah. the face, that shit hurt. Right. Just eviscerated. So yeah. the pickle would work. Oh, fuck yeah, it worked. Yeah. Yeah, fuck yeah. I'm going to eviscerate you. Yeah, I didn't really speak a lot. I, I wasn't, because the few times I actually hung out with my father, um, he was a Golden Gloves boxer. Okay. So the first present I remember having, I was six years old, and it was a stand-up um, jab bag. Ooh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. And so back in the day. The, you remember back in the day when the kids would get into arguments and they chesty bump each other and they push and mm. they get into the Ooh, chest yeah, and chesting yeah. out. And then, and then some, yeah, right? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you, 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 you yeah. going to do? Yeah. And eventually someone s swings. Yeah. yeah. I didn't do that. I didn't do that at all. I get close enough, you chesty me, I punch you in the throat. Boom. And then I jump on top of you and I keep on hitting you until if you get up, I'll fucking hit you again because I wasn't that big. But right. I was I was aggressive and I had gone through it way too many fucking times. And it's a, I, right. st I still fight that way. Uh, we were we had this actor Richard Norton on our podcast and he's uh, he's been a martial artist since he was a kid, little yeah. kid. And so I'm a five year old son who's really. Uh, attracted to martial arts right now. Sure, every boy, yeah. right? Every boy, and, and he loves kick, the, punch, sticks, yeah. knives, yeah. guns. He's fun, very yay. like you know stereotypical. Like he just loves that. Shit. He's a fucking boy. Yeah, dude. he's yeah. a boy. Yeah. Oh my god. And so I embrace that, and I want to cultivate that, and like in 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 the right way. And I said, okay, well, so let's ask Richard because he's been doing. He's now seventy. He's been doing karate since he was mm -hmm. a kid. Well, you know, what do you think the age is of doing martial arts? And he's like, well. You know, probably when he's a little bit older to really understand would be like six would be a good age, you know, in, in according to him. And and I said, uh, and he goes, but you really want to think about, uh, you know, judo or something, because when you're in a real fight, mm -hmm. you know, you want to grab the guy and pull him towards you. Because the first thing that th their re their reaction when you get into an actual fight is they're going to want to you're going to step back. But if you go into them first, mm -hmm. that's going to kind of jar them and take them by surprise. And I'm like, well, I was thinking more about the the balance and <laughs> going to this place of like, well, I hope that never happens to him. But then he was going to this yeah. place like, no, 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 no. We're going to do this. It needs we to be should practical. do it right. Yeah, yeah. Cut off the reach. Yeah. And you know yeah. what's so fucking cool is like, um, so I trained in Jeet Kune Do back when I was in my t early 20s. Oh, cool. Okay. And that was uh, before there was any MMA. And Jeet Kune Do is a Bruce Lee style that was a mm. way of, that means way of the intercepting fist, right? Yeah. And so it's after Bruce Lee was uh, uh, bedridden or he was in traction for like seven months, nine months. After he got his back broken, he came up with a style. It was an amalgamated mar martial arts style. And I already had a black belt in Taekwondo. I, I was an amateur boxer, and I was a I did fencing. I was a silver medalist of Ontario for two years in a row at the nice. age of like 10. Yeah, it was cool. Wow. Um, That's fantastic. Yeah, I was a D&D &D nerd. I thought swords were cool. Hell yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Speaking um, of language. So then I got into Jeet Kune Do, and there was nothing like that back in the day. Right? And there's nothing that took Muay Thai and Dumog and, no. and, and and all these different fighting styles. Nowadays, you see these fucking kids who are doing MMA training, and they go from stand-up striking, kicks, punches, and down into a sprawl, which is what you're talking about when you spread your legs out wide, you take someone down. Mm. Um, yeah, are you still practicing? Or? No. Okay. No, I don't have fucking time for that. No. Um, 
I read his book, so my question is, are you still practicing? <laughs> <laughs> nice segue. Like, Get that to the good. fucking point. Uh, What's your question? I will tell you that uh, training, funny. the training is amazing when you're constantly, and the training nowadays has gotten so much better. Like uh, when we were sparring, you know, you got fucked up. Nowadays, you know those pool noodles? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, I know it sounds funny. No, you know, it's, but uh, it's a fantastic training regimen. I've seen people use it. To have them. someone yeah. slap you in the face repeatedly with pool noodles. Oh, yeah. So you're constantly it's training and moving. Oh. Yep. And also, you stop getting afraid of things coming into your peripheral vision. Yep. For me, with the amount of sparring that I did in boxing and in Taekwondo and, and in Jeet Kune Do, when I was traveling, it came into play in a way that saved my life. And two times when I, tra- I, I spent two years traveling by myself around the world, and both in Guam and in Thailand, I was involved in situations with knives. Other people had knives. And because of my training, I was able to take away the negative energy. I, wa- I didn't feed into their dominant position. I started making fucking jokes. I stepped up to the blade in Guam, pushed it against my chest, knowing that I could control that because a blade is more powerful on a swipe. And the thing is, if I'm coming at you with a knife, you'll never fucking see that thing. If I want to kill you with a knife, you'll never know that I have it in my hand until I fucking slit your throat because that's my training. Someone pulls out a knife and shows it to you, what they're saying is, uh, I want you to be scared of me. I don't want to use this. I want to control you. Because if they really wanted to fuck you up, you'd be fucked up. Right. So by pointing, pulling out a knife and putting it at you, they want to dominate that situation, and they don't know what they're doing. So if you step into that blade, which I did, and put it against my sternum with my hands up, laughing, making a joke, getting between him and the other guy, who's one of my shipmates, because I sailed from a certain Japan, and now I'm making jokes. Well, guys, come on, it's crazy. What's going on? I'm being silly pants. Yeah. Look at me. Wow. <laughs> And now he's got the blade pushed up against my sternum. He's got no power to push. Wow. He can't swing. He can't slice. Mm. And I can snap his wrist so fast. Plus, I have my hands up, which looks like I'm giving up, but really is a control position because I can hit you in the eyes. I can hit you in the throat. I can take that blade, turn around, stick it in your own knife. I can break your fucking wrist. I can rock and sock you, and you think I'm I'm giving up because my hands are up. And I just deflated the situation to the point where everybody was laughing at what an wow. asshole I am. And then they, these guys, these Chamorros turned around and walked away. My shipmates turned around and walked away. And I just had a little bit of blood dripping down my, stu- my shirt. Ah, damn. So that was, that made a huge difference. But for me, wow. it's weird because literally shit goes matrix. I, mean, I don't know if you guys have ever, how many fights you've been in. But there's moments where like, literally everything goes super slow and you see everything fuck yeah dude like wow. it just gets crystal and i'm not exaggerating i'm not making this shit up it's happened to me a bunch of times in my life it saved my life uh and w- so when i was in thailand i was a fucking idiot because i took a taxi i didn't want to get in the big sweaty bus with everybody else i had my backpack on my back i've been working in fucking japan for six months i get in a taxi and i'm driving over to the where the hostel is I'm in the back seat, and what I didn't know is you don't take a taxi in Thailand in 1989 <laughs> with all your shit on you because they know you have all your shit on you, yeah. and they're going to jack your shit. 
So I literally had $10,000 wrapped around my waist. Wow. I had a couple of bot, which is the name of their money, mm-hmm. uh, in my pocket, probably a couple hundred dollars there. And I had like $40 in my sock and bot, right? <clears throat> so we're going, we're driving over, and Buddy pulls the car over to the side of the road where there's no buildings. It's just fucking trees and shit. And there's no lights, bro. Oh, no. And we're talking like, you can see where all the lights are. Fuck yeah. 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 It's dark. We're there. And I'm like, what's going on? A little quizzical. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I'm in the backseat. And uh, uh, a guy comes out of nowhere. Comes into the window to my left. As I'm in the backseat behind the passenger seat, right? A guy comes in the driver's side rear window. And he's like, how much you got? What you got? You got what is it? And I'm like, what's going on? And he holds up, uh, opens a folding knife, and the fucking blade is like seven inches long. So he's got this big fucking knife. How much you got? How much you give it? You give it to me. You give it to me. You give it to me. And so again, the whole situation of like feeding into his dominance would have been like, what? No, please, right? So and everything went super slow. The second he opened that fucking, because I had the moment like. What's going on? I thought we were going to go over to the place. Yeah. And the taxi driver is now not saying shit to well, me. Of course, right? right. Yeah. And he's looking at me in the rearview mirror. And then Buddy comes up. And I'm like, hey, what's going on? And he opens a knife and everything goes fucking crystal, eh? Just slows down. And I look at him. He's like, how much you got? How much you got? And now I start smiling like an idiot. I'm like, what? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Yeah. And I reach down, and I take the 40 bot out of my sock, yeah. and here's his face, right? And I come over, I get close to him, and I fan the money, and I go, did you want this? And I literally put it on his fucking nose, right in his face. So now the knife hand comes back to grab the money. Mm. As soon as he takes that money, which is in his face, my hand drops down, I hit the door handle, I unwind with a sidekick, and boy, I kicked the fuck out of that guy. Wham! As hard as I fucking could. Grab my bag, and I go, thanks, everybody. Thanks, thanks so much. And I'm waving, making a lot of noise. And he stumbled back. The other taxi driver, the taxi driver jumped out of the car. He's got his knife out. He got the money. And I'm making a big fucking noise. Hey, thanks, everybody. And they're looking at me, and they're looking around, and they get in the car, and they fuck off. Wow. wow. Bro, right? Dude, yeah. Fucking 19 Terrifying. years old. 19. Holy 19 by myself. Fuck me, yeah. kid. Wow. Terrifying. Um, <laughs> do you just sit with yourself at night and go, I'm alive. Here I am. <laughs> what the fuck? How did I get to this place? In right? Life? Like, seriously, I'm not I, joking. I'm I, being totally I've serious. Done, I, I've, I, I've done some cool shit that just like, you know, we all have those days where you're like, I suck. Everything I do yeah. turns to poo. Yeah. yeah, I am. I am fat, dumb, yeah. old, failure. Right. Yeah. Poor, broken, useless. I should be landfill. Yeah. I should be soiling green. Uh, you know, we yeah. all have those yeah. moments. Yeah. Well, you definitely should. But <laughs> I, mean, I am right now. You know, He's positive. Like, yeah. I am right now. But you know, you have those moments, and then and then you every once in a while you kind of remember the shit that you went through to get here. Yeah. And how there's, look, I, I don't believe in a Christian Judaic God in any sense of the form, but there's there's definitely an energy going on where things happen, 
and moments occur that don't make sense. Like that happened to me. These guys wanted to take my everything. Yeah. And I was 19 and I figured yeah. that shit the fuck out. How? How, right. man? That's right. true. Where was that right. brain? What part of my at 19. skull? Right. At 19. I think right. about where I was at right. 19. I didn't have a wherewithal to even consider no. anything like that. No way. Dude, just, and it's it's weird to have those moments of like, I, I, what do you call it? Uh, when you're in the zone, when you're in that moment so perfectly that it just, dude, it becomes, it, I, bro, I swear to God, it becomes liquid. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Uh, last fight I got in was 2000. No, a serious fight I got in was 2010 at the Olympics in Canada in Vancouver. Okay, walking through a bar, dude, it was great. I'd make this real fast. I <laughs> didn't want this. I didn't want to turn this into the Zach Ward's a jackass. At, at, no, 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 no. Zach Ward fights in all countries. In all countries tonight. Bring tonight. me your country, <laughs> and we will fight. It. Uh, I'm I'm in a bar. I'm in Vancouver visiting for the the Winter Olympics, staying at my boys, my buddy's place, and. Um, He's a great guy. Little though, little dude, like probably five foot one, oh, you yeah. know. And but he's an actor, uh, Shane Meyer. I love him. He's like my little brother. And so I, I'm feeling pretty fucking sassy. I'm having yeah. a good time. Yeah. I'm having a great time. And it's Canada, so everybody's like, if you bump into someone, like, oh, sorry about that. Go Canada. <laughs> sorry, go Canada. It's delightful. Yeah. Right. You know, Canadians. If you haven't yeah. visited Canada, they're the most lovely, apologetic people in the fucking world. <laughs> So I'm walking through this bar, and I go downstairs to the bathroom, and I come in up the stairs, and I step up the stairs, and I've got a, a glass of 18-year-old scotch. It's Glenmorangie, oh. one of my favorite scotches in the world. It's not too peaty, so you don't yeah. make you poop your pants. So, so I walk up, and I've just been like, I've, I've been like kind of feeling sexy yeah. because a bunch of people are like, Zach Ward, you're a big yeah. deal. I'm yeah. like, yes, I am. I feel important, right? So I feel yeah. Yeah. I'm good, and I come up the stairs, and a guy steps into me, just completely steps into me and bumps me. And I look up, and he's a big dude. He's like 6'5", um, East Indian gentleman. I'm like, oh, sorry about that. Go Canada. Yeah. And he turns and he looks at me with a scowl, like oh looks God. me up and down. Like, you know, when you're in, in school and you see the dick kid be like, I'm going to pick on the nerd. Yeah. Yep. That was the face. So he looks me up and down, and he slaps my fucking drink no. on purpose, and it, and everything went slow, oh, and it all went, <laughs> bro, it went fucking slow. My right hand comes up as he's slapping it. I pivot my body to the right. My right foot steps back. That allows the, the scotch to go past me, onto the fucking floor behind me. I turn my head and look at him. He's laughing as he's doing that. I step in. And I thrust kick him in the fucking sternum as hard as I can. Oh. Boom! Motherfucker goes flying backwards. Then hits. Then, <laughs> this is so perfect. Oh then they're behind him about six feet. There are two women sitting on an ottoman facing each other talking. He hits dead center of that and falls back over it backwards into a glass table, oh, coffee table, it shatters. As I'm all in slow motion, me, I'm walking over. I'm not even mad, bro. Yeah. I'm walking over. The two girls are like, ah, screaming. Right. That's not right? what I expected. <laughs> right? As I walk over, I put my drink down. He's lying on the ground. He's starting to get up. I grab him by the shirt, and I wear usually wear a big fucking knuckle duster ring yeah. for these reasons. Oh, my God. I pull him up. 
and I lean into it. I go, boom, break his nose and make him pass the fuck out. He's done. Wow. Done. Now the five guys where the coffee table was, there's a, there's a sofa and his friends were sitting there. Oh, shit. So these five dudes oh, jump up like, shit. what the fuck? Yeah. And I look up. I'm like, oh, hey, I didn't start this. He fucking started yeah, it. Yeah, I'm yeah. still being yeah. nice. What <laughs> go they, Canada. What they, yeah, sorry, go Canada. <laughs> what they don't know is I've got a rotator cuff injury, yeah. and my left arm doesn't work for shit. Oof. Like, I can't lift a cup of coffee with my left arm. My buddy Shane comes in. He's hammered drunk. He's like, what are, what are you even do? What are you doing, Zach? What is going on? What are you doing? It? And he's grabbing my right arm. And I'm like, you need to stop that. Yeah. I need <laughs> this. I may I'm need gonna this. need this I real may, big. Yeah. So I'm moving yeah. my arm around to get out of his, and he keeps on pawing at it like a I don't want to sound sexist, but like yeah. a drunk girl at prom. Yeah. What are you doing? I love yeah. you. Why? Why won't you don't you like my hair? Yeah. You know, that type of thing. So I'm circling, I'm circling. I literally, he's going, oh, you think you're so tough now, Zach? He's there. I'm like, bro, fuck off. Yeah. I'm yeah. trying to deal with these five angry East Indian gentlemen who are all very yeah. gangy looking. Because in Vancouver, there's a lot of East Indian gangy yeah. guys. Okay. And they're like, what are you doing? I'm like, I didn't start this. As Shane is still fucking with me, I get my hands out of his. I put my hand on his chest. I lean and I do a three-inch punch. And I push his ass. He's on... Leather-soled oh, okay. shoes. Oh, no. Oh, no. So he slides back eight feet, folds over, and goes under a table. Like, I couldn't plan that shit. <laughs> I couldn't plan that. He just, floop, painlessly, like, as drunk people fold, and like, Bart, he's fine. Now, all of a sudden, these guys are still standing up, and they don't want to cross. The guy still passed the fuck out. Wow. He's out. And I'm like, guys, fuck off. Don't come near me. And all of a sudden, four dudes come up behind me, and they're huge. And they just grab both of my arms. I look, and they're the security. Uh. And they're like, Zach, you're coming with us. And they lift me up. Now, remember, I'd never been in this bar before in my life. Yeah, yeah. So when the motherfucker knows my name, I was like, mm. okay, I'm safe. Plus, I'm sober. Yeah. And everything was in slow-mo. Because <laughs> your drink got nothing. Oh, yeah. And I, they carry me out, and... They, they literally pick my ass, my little ginger ass up. These guys are like 240 each. I'm like a buck 80. They just boop. They walk me out. As they're walking me out, they're like, dude, we saw what you did on the monitor. That was fucking gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> like, but those, there's a bunch of those uh, East Indian bros. You need to bounce yeah. fast yeah. and get a, get yeah. away from wow. it. I was like, sweet. They're like, God, we, we're going to play that tape over and over. That was fantastic. <laughs> oh my God. So awesome. then we just bail. But literally, again, it was that moment when this drink got slapped. It literally was when he yeah. looked at me. Yeah. Yeah. It was when he looked at me like he was going to he was going to beat up the defenseless. He was going to yeah. he was going to kick a puppy. Everything kind of went, yeah. Oh, yeah. and then it all went fucking slow mo. And just, wow, it's the uh, weirdest experience if you ever get to have it, have it. It's just. I hope you don't. I hope, yeah. 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 But I kind of hope you do. No, I fucking kind of hope you do. And that's, I think that's another thing about being a father, being a person, being an adult, being a man, being alive. I hope everybody gets to have those experiences where their uh, intuition and their perceptions are raised to a razor sharp fucking level. And they get to have that clarity of being in the moment and being so fucking present, whether it's through art or through violence or through a dance or sports or whatever the fuck it is. I hope people push themselves to the degree where they expose themselves to the opportunity to be singing 
like a wire because it it just kicks your ass like it's so fucking cool well you you have there's nothing else to say after that that was like the perfect (laughs) like you skated death you know so many times bro it's like the right it's like it's like a glimpse of enlightenment what you're talking about in a way feels you know what i mean like Like the meditative yeah yeah. and you talked about you're like hey do you want to ask me any questions about my movies or whatever and again you've had a prolific career that is in so many ways so from my perspective very successful but the stories that you've shared with us today like that is what why we do these podcasts because this is why we do these interviews because we could talk all day about and we do we talk about the movies that we enjoy and why we enjoy them blah 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 which is great and but to sit down with you and and, and get some insight into who you are as a person um really means a lot i mean thank you for sharing all this oh my pleasure yeah. uh, hopefully this just doesn't start a random zach fight club where people are going to jump me at the ralph's next time maybe wow. it will well maybe it'll be are awesome. you in that moment zach <laughs> well, i'm gonna make you well you know uh yeah. bullet bullet is on calling me right now they want to hire you as the bouncer <laughs> yeah. Yeah. the bullet they've been having some incidents and hey they, this yeah. is rex and i want to you know give you a promotion it's funny uh yeah no we're we're about at that time but okay. we really appreciate you, you, thanks, and man. Uh, yeah. If there's anything that you do want to plug, though, we we obviously the I was floor is yours. Yeah, I was um, wondering if you want to talk a little bit about that movie you're working on right now with James Patsy Long? Lee and the Keepers of the Five Kingdoms. Um, I do, but I don't really know when it's going to be finished because we did principal photography last year, and then part of California burned down. We lost a whole bunch of locations. James Hong got busy with other projects, and so we now have been doing pickup shots. Um, it looks fucking gorgeous. Oh, man. It's so pretty, dude. I'll show you something on my phone. Just give us the synopsis for, yeah, for anybody. For the it's yeah. like the Goonies meets Big Trouble in Little China. Yes! I mean... Magic you, world, you, you, but now based on a Chinese oh mythology. God. That's oh why you're God. on our do show. You, do you know my wife's family growing up, they, they had two movies that they loved so much. One of them was A Christmas Story. And uh, and my wife's late mother would just laugh and laugh at that. Laugh at that. And then her second favorite movie was... Or I guess her first was The Big Trouble in Little China. So... In my mind, we've come full circle. In my own, oh my god! Oh my! So god, what I'm showing crazy. them, yeah. podcast listeners, I mean, uh, yeah, y- your family, um, <laughs> is I'm showing them Mom? a a little person, basically a, a, used to be referred to as a midget, a little person uh, wearing an uh, a full uh, headpiece That's of so a bearded dragon. Uh, which is an, an animatronically controlled, so the lips and the eyes, so the lips articulate, and the eyes nice. blink, and yeah, the nice. eyeballs move around. That's and unbelievable. He's wearing a uh, Chinese. What do you call those hats? Yeah, it's like a. Yeah. Uh, they, I call them big the trouble in little China hats. That's, yeah, field yeah. Hats. It's probably not like, right. Something like that. It's like those classical Chinese field worker hats, yeah. and wearing a chung sum of uh, brocaded silk. And this is one of the characters in the film. So and that in and for and hopefully we will be looking at this very soon. Uh, yeah, it looks b- beautiful. First of all, like thank the, you. the dragon looks like a legit dragon with this. Yeah, with this hat on, where like, it's like a little dragon guy. He's, yeah, it's a be- the bearded dragon is a type of lizard. Uh, this is uh, one of our other characters. This is Ao, oh uh, which is based on the Chinese mythology of how in Chinese mythology uh, the goddess. That's uh, unbelievable. Yeah, this is uh, the head is animatronic, so he's a tortoise, and so um, he's controlled. It takes like four dudes to control him, 
and then there's animatronics for his eyes to blink and move open. Uh, his fi his mouth is controlled with a hand puppet through that. That's we have way. to design a custom rig to move him across the set on the stage that we're going to be shooting. And then we have to do uh, motion, uh, motion control of one of our cameras so we can effectively take out any of the control rigs behind him. All at our ultra low budget budget, yeah, which is fucking oh, hard. But yeah. from the from the picture you're showing us right now, it looks like Stan Winston, Guillermo like del Toro, Dark yeah. Crystal. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's what yeah. we're looking yeah. for. Legit special yeah. effects. Uh, that looks phenomenal. And then this is one of our characters. Um, who's he's this guy is one of our bad guys that's he's in a 1965 fiat 500 how cool is that oh it's fucking and uh he's dope. based on the chinese zodiac so he's actually a rooster and then that car was a 1972 coupe de ville caddy coupe de ville that i bought for the movie four thousand oh, dollar car man. that has a 480 horsepower oh, engine I'm excited for this this that's is that's a witch um, that's, that's a friend of mine, John wow. Bailey from uh, Honest Trailers, the Epic Voice guy. Yeah, we know John. Yeah, John, yeah that's John Bailey. Yeah, right on. That's his, that's him with boobs, and that's he looks amazing. like the monster from the movie House. Uh, yeah, the there you go. That's so. This is wow. Dave Sheridan. He's got a prosthetic nose on and a prosthetic uh, Adam's apple and glasses, and he shaved his head. Yes. So and he walked turtle walks around. Yeah. Because he's based on Chinese astrology yeah. as a rooster yeah. in the in the mytho, uh, the magic world, so and then cool. he t and yeah, there's a rat as well, and yeah, so um, cool. Wow, this is okay. So yeah. potentially this could be coming out next year. Yeah, my yeah, my goal is to get the trailer done ready for Comic Con uh, because James Hong is now 90 years old. Oh my god! Yeah. And uh, they're, they're going to remake. They're going to do a sequel to Big Trouble in Little China, starring The Rock and Kurt Russell. And my, yeah, my game plan is to reach out to those people and say, hey, would you, I know that what they're going to do is when you're remake, it, we're not remaking, but when you're doing a sequel to Big Trouble in Little China, you expect the original audience to jump on board. Yeah. You hope, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And it's the fucking rock. So yeah. basically he could take a dump in a yeah. in a bag and we'd be like, Yay, yeah. the rock. Everyone, dump. everyone loves the rock. Uh, everyone who doesn't? God right. bless the Come guy. On. Yeah. Unless it has so, beats in it. Mm, right. That's right. right. <laughs> they were like, Oh, the rock the, the rock. rock has butt mm. cancer. Oh. <laughs> um But so my 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 hope is that they will want to show respect to the only other guy living from that and he's ninety, and Kurt Russell is probably in his late sixties, early seventies. Yep. And um, so sort of tie that in yeah. and help us with Comic-Con because James Hong will be promoting our film and also it'll be a tie-in for the fans to Big Trouble in China. Love it. My hopes are there and I kind of think it, they will look at it like a win-win because we kind of piggyback on them and we're not, we don't, it's not like we're a, we're con conflicting with them yeah. when no. they make their right, $100 million right. dollar fucking right. sequel yeah. and we're like, we did it for less than two hundred and fifty thousand yeah. oh dollars. Oh my god! Yeah. You're kidding. Oh, oh, you didn't know what ultra low budget means. Wow. Ultra low budget and SAG is two hundred fifty thousand and below. Wow. So this has been done for less than two hundred thirty-seven thousand dollars. Oh my god! So it's killing me. But yeah. it's like getting these things like that tortoise that you guys looked at would cost you eighty grand. Yeah. I was just gonna say. For me, it's five thousand dollars. Wow. Because I know the guys. And I and also I go over to that guy's shop and I work as his PA. Yeah, yeah, because he's working. Yeah, you he's, do what you have to do. He's yeah. doing a Heidi Klum's uh, Halloween costume. Oh yeah, okay. it's wow. fucking sick, dude. 
So they had changes. She, she has great costumes. Oh, oh yeah, they're like a hundred grand, bro. Yeah, they're crazy. Oh, wow. I, I get to see the expensive. molds and everything. Yeah, wow. I'll show you a picture. But um, so he was needing help. They had last minute changes, and I went over there. I was like, okay, I'll be your PA. I'll run around and get shit done for you. You betcha. Yeah. To, in no order ego. To, fuck yeah. that. Just yeah. get it done. Yeah, well, whatever. If, if it's going to save you uh, a considerable oh, sure. amount of money for the quality. And also, if that's your friend and he needs help. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's, that's why we're there. It's a win-win. Right? Yeah. <laughs> oh Whoa, God. dude. Oh God, right? She's basically going, yeah. and this is, you guys will hear this and no one else will know. Exclusive. Yeah. An exclusive. Uh, what's the name of your podcast? Uh, $2 late fee. $2 late fee. Exclusive. This Halloween, this Halloween, Heidi Klum will be the bride of Frankenstein. Dun dun dun! But it will rock your fucking socks off. What What is the name of your movie again? Patsy Lee and the Keepers of the Five Kingdoms. Love it, Zach Ward. Thank you so much for being on our show. Thank you, sir. It's really an honor. Thanks, truly. I mean this this uh, this has been a trip. (laughs) <laughs> in a good way, right? No, yeah. in a beyondly yeah. good way. Thank you, Drew. You see you his for... erection, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. that's it. Okay. Yeah. It's a German one, too. Yeah. It looks Schaefer. like one of my zingers. German it, zingers. My last name is Schaefer, Ding. so, you know, there you go. Um, I, I don't know if there's anything more I can add to that other than nope. I love you. Oh, <laughs> well, hopefully when uh, when I get done with Patsy Lee and it's ready for coming out, um, you got, we can talk about it again, and yeah. I will be shaking hands and kissing babies to get as much promotion behind this. Absolutely. It, I don't know how much longer Mr. Hong is going to be around, so I'd really yeah. like to do him proud. Yeah. yeah. Well, if anybody out there listening has any sort of clout, let uh, let the magic happen. Yeah. Let the universe sure. be yeah. open to whatever uh, coinciding with a yeah. you know Big Trouble Little China sequel and, and your film as well. It'd be great. Yep. Yeah, thank, thank you so much. Thank you. We'll see you very soon. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, you will. <laughs> All right. Thanks so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Don't forget to subscribe and give us a four. Is it five star rating? <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget to subscribe and give us a five star rating on iTunes. We really. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a five star rating on iTunes. If you listen to us on Spotify, that's great too. And you can find us on the internet. Don't forget to check out our website at $2LateFee.com and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at $2LateFee Podcast. We'll see you next time. We did it. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.